Hello and welcome back, everyone, to Looking for More, Episode 4. It rhymes. <laughs> I have a question. What are we looking for more of? For more fantastic people to join this roundtable in the conversations. We've got one. In fact, we've got a new one, you guys. We have a new party member today, and he's a total freak. Total freak. He's totally freaky. <laughs> what up? Welcome, total freak. Welcome to the show, homie. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Yeah, we've got uh we've got Lexer who was gone last week. Welcome back, buddy. Yeah, you guys weren't so lucky this week. <laughs> we're so lucky we got the <clears throat> Nathan Napalm. Hello. Welcome back, buddy. Hello, everybody. Wearing Hello. only the only the best NFL shirt there is. Exactly. I don't know. I get that kind of. Never mind. And wondering, <laughs> <laughs> wondering, Miss, welcome back. Hey, everybody. Uh, I I feel slightly surrounded with uh, oh. all, all these Americans who, coincidentally, I also are uh, military veterans. I this this seems to be a trend. Is it? <laughs> is it a trend? I think it it's is. At least three of you. I don't know about Nathan. I'm not. I'm not. You're not. Okay. Three on one, we can take him. I'm sorry, three <laughs> on two, we can take him. Sorry, that's that's army math. It's army. <laughs> Thirty-six plus five is ten. Exactly. It's whatever my commanding officer tells me. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, uh, man, we're always looking for more. And this week we've got our newest member to the to the cast, who's bringing us a story. He comes with gifts, or maybe yeah. not so much, depending yeah. on <laughs> gifts. Giftitis, gift, giftis, gift, giftitis, uh, giftitis, oh. yes. Presents, Presents. Presents. Uh, Did you just stutter? What? Well, I'll pull it up real quick. Okay. No, so no, how no do pressure. you want to You want to do the modding, um, or yeah. the Oh my God, that's a good. That's a good question. Wait, what? Let's talk about the ESO botting or the ESO uh, ESO crown situation. Yeah, that's an interesting. Essentially, okay. So oh yes, I have it on good authority. No, so <laughs> right, right. What's happening right now is that with the uh, with Zoss allowing players to trade in-game gold for crowns via gifting, people have figured out a way to pretty much set up a VPN to themselves in other countries to get a, to get crowns at a cheaper rate. And from the looks of it right now, it's not stopping. So this is causing the crown rate in most discords going is anywhere from 90 gold per crown to 175 gold per, per, per crown. Yeah. When it used to be about 225 gold to an upwards of 320 gold during, you know, times it was needed. The reason why it's a big deal is because the real money trading market hasn't changed yet. So they are buying, we'll say like a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand crowns for 30 bucks. What? With the, um, you know, with the way that the money you know, switches over and they're turning around and going to real money trading sites and flipping that gold, making three, four times the profit. Sims over there thinking about his bank account. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so if I've got this much, how much can I have <laughs> Let's see. I've got about uh, 15,000 crowns in my account. 
<laughs> Dude. This is why we can't have nice things. So, so true. Yeah. Well, it is 2020. If you have nice things, someone's going to riot and take it from you. Dude, I didn't even know about that, and I play it some. Yeah, that, there's people always find a way, right? So um, that's it's kind of one of those things when you run it when you run an MMO just you're constantly plugging <clears throat> holes it's like a bucket with holes in it and you're just constantly trying to plug right. more holes so that the water stays in the bucket you know uh, it's rough like what do you think would help like what would help with a situation like this like what aside from getting rid of crowns completely yeah yeah I mean I'm pers- I think the crown store it's a good method, right? Especially if you're the player that, uh, you know, cause you get crowns for using the subscription in game, right? Yeah. ESO plus mm-hmm. you get crowns for that. You don't need anything off the crown store. You're able to use the crown selling discords to pretty much, you know, get some in game currency to mm-hmm. get stuff that you care about. I'm personally not a fan of the crown store for the sole purpose of I'm a mount collector in all of the games that I play. Yeah. Dude, I think it's stupid that I have to spend my real money to get mounts for almost all of the cool things. Like exactly, and yeah. what I believe there's only still only one achievement mount, and that is God Slayer. I believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't logged in recently, so I can't <laughs> really remember off the top of my head. But well, I guess yeah, yeah. From from it, that, I think so, it's, there's an antiquity uh, one now too. But I mean, still, you're only talking okay. about a few, like right. two, two. Three. Like, and then on top of that, even like some of the coolest looking mounts in game, you're forcing me to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars, yeah. hundreds of thousands of crowns on these oh. crates. Oh, I see where I, this is going. Nine hundred and eighty crates one time to get the ebony dwarven spider when that mount was available. All right, I just need. <clears throat> well, you know, here's the thing: how many? Like, even even when you have a sub, oh. even when there's a sub for the game, your sub is not enough. Your continued loyalty is not enough. They still got to bleed you dry somehow. Hold on. So if if you think about it right with a cash shop, right? Uh, So if you have a cash shop and that's a source of income, or at least even uh, the case where it's a major source of income, obviously your uh, publisher, your investors, uh, they're going to want to make money. That's the point, right? We don't have a problem with them trying to make money. We just want to be fair. But obviously if that's their source of income they're going to put the cool stuff there right so the artists are going to dedicate more time to creating stuff for the cash shop because they need to make money and they want revenues to go up and get better and be profitable and expand etc so it's like a lose-lose with cash shop obviously cool stuff's going to go on there and they're going to want you to spend some money so mounts cool looking armor all that's got to come with cash shop every Mm -hmm. time uh, it's 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 inevitable, and that's fair. Like like WoW, we'll just go back to WoW because that's what I play now, uh-huh. right? We'll we'll just say like ninety nine percent of their mounts are available via achievements and uh, right. other yes. feats of strength in the game, and then you have about fifteen really cool looking awesome mounts that you can buy. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, I mean, still the serious mount collectors are still going to purchase those mounts because they're going for you know <clears throat> completionism of uh you know getting everything hmm. and they still have that option and players that you know are, are unable to get the the achievements are able to still get a cool looking mount and ride around on because you know that's why we all play fucking mmos we like the visual mm-hmm. i look badass on this tiger kind of thing symbol of status yeah, yeah. 
And that's a symbol to always sell. I mean, we've seen it in games like Fortnite where kids yep. have literally gotten bullied because they have been using default skins and not the, the custom skins mm-hmm. that you can buy. It's a status symbol. But situations like ESO and WoW, which we'll get onto in a bit, yeah, those more often than not uh, underlie, uh, show off the underlying issues. When you put an unfair system into a game, of course, players are going to exploit it as much as possible. They're going to try and find workarounds, and that's exactly what we're seeing here. And it's what we're seeing in World of Warcraft as well. Like you, and and what shocks me is that developers are always surprised when their uh, money grabbing schemes backfire on them, and they try and play the victims like, "Oh, we didn't know that this would happen. Oh, we're going to fix it now." It's like, no, yes, you knew exactly you what would happen. Don't don't be so naive. Come on, don't you, don't add injury to insult by lying to our faces. Exactly, exactly. But people are always going to try and find these workarounds when you put unfair systems in. So, so sad. I gotta, I gotta chime in on this one too. So that's been my biggest complaint about the Elder Scrolls Online. Like story wise, like I'm, I've always enjoyed the story. It's great, but the the minute the Crown Store kicked into gear into the place that it's well been persisting since it started, it was like you know not just the fact that not only are you putting so many things in the Crown Store, like you're taking uh, motifs, which is the styles for. Uh, you know, the outfit styles, the armor that you can craft, you can make it look how you want, right? You, so you've got that in there. You've got the, uh, now you're tying in, being able to increase uh, the stats on your mounts. Uh, then you've got uh, the, what, there's like freaking tokens for everything now. They they, they recently pay added. It's into a pay-to-win game. It, it, hardcore yeah. pay-to-win, especially, and that's my thing, right? People are like, oh, it's not really pay-to-win. This is just my opinion. People are like, it's not really pay-to-win if, you know, it doesn't like give you an advantage. I'm like, well, if a person's end game is mount collecting and pets, if that's like their end game and you can just in 90% or more of the coolest shit is in that cash shop or in those RNG crates, then the surprise mechanics, you mean? They're not loot boxes, remember, they're surprise mechanics. (laughs) Surprise Mm. mechanics. But they're boxes. Remember, it's and not a subscription. Inside. It's just a way to temporarily pay for the game for a set period of time. Mm. Dude, World of Warcraft yeah. has this, this like, this is the thing I love about World of Warcraft and I will always love about World of Warcraft. The replayability of all the old content is, is like phenomenal. Like the reasons for me to go back and farm old content and to do old content, like pets, uh uh your fashion stuff like all of the the different outfit styles there's achievements meta achievements titles there's yeah. the, all the mounts and there are a lot of mounts and i'm a huge fan of when you put the majority if not all of the best mounts in the game now i know wow's gotten a lot of like flack for this recently because what over the course of i want to say battle for azeroth they kind of beefed up their their cash shop more and yeah, they definitely no. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they've got a lot more mounts now. That's like a big complaint for a lot of the WoW fans. They only have like ten. Are, is it ten? Are you sure? Yeah, it's not too many. Uh, really? I I just looked at it recently, um, oh, and I'd also like to say on the mounts for Blizzard because I know we've got some news coming for WoW. So before we yeah. get into that territory, I would like to say that they're usually for charity. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, true, true, true. I mean, they really complain when the lizard's not even really actually taking the money. They just will pop up a mount for hey. some charity. And, and yeah, that that's completely different. And, and yeah. I don't have a complaint because compared to how many mounts are in that game total, it's Target. like nothing. It's a stupid okay. amount. Does anybody even have a number? Oh, <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> hundreds. Of, I can pull up the number it's right now. So it's so many. Fifteen mounts on the on the store. Fifteen. That's it. Okay. Fifteen mounts on the store, and I want to say at least six of them have some sort of charitable yep. cause tied to it. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, I okay. can think of fair this, enough. Mm-hmm. There's at least five I purchased. Yeah, or maybe that's their way of you know making it okay. Like, wait, but what if we tie this to hey. charity? Hey, what? They can't get mad at us, right? I think they do. Like in the yeah, beginning, for some period, they're going to charity. That's the question. Like, how much? How much is actually getting to the charity? I don't Fair. know every time, but I've seen it say one hundred percent. I think it's uh, at I've the beginning. It, I've seen it say one hundred percent before. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's their initial campaign. Like it's that that yeah. period when they release it, and they're like, from now yeah. until here, I think it's like all of the proceeds go to there, and then after that, it gets like veteraned into there line right. of purchasable items but then you know fine whatever man like yeah because you know the, all the big pur- purchases the massive amount of people can do it at the beginning anyway mm-hmm. so. and they don't like at least uh, as far as i'm aware they they've never really made like a ridiculous price tag on those mounts either it's like what 25 maybe or something maybe yeah. 25 dollars per mount yeah maybe yeah it's like you know but how many games have you seen where it's like you want this 50 didn't the eso <laughs> have the uh, bear mount that was like 40 bucks or oh. something like that. Wasn't that ESO it, originally when it came out? Like when the oh, bear mount came out of me? I, I, I remember there being one bear. Out. There was like a, there, there's been a few bears that came out, but there were, I don't know. I don't know, man. I can't remember. Yeah, it was, I don't I'm not sure either. See, the, the sad thing about a lot of these cash shops, especially with like mounts and such, is that there's this large incentive for indie developers to do the same thing because they see the money. Yeah. Developing a game isn't cheap. That's Even when it's a passion project, you know, you still have server costs, you know. You still gotta eat. I don't know what people got. I love to eat. Can I clarify? So, Can I clarify? So, 900 and what crates for that mount? Oh, I opened up 980 crates for the Ebony Dwarven Spider. Because I really wanted Whoa. it. I was like, I want this fucking mount and I'm gonna get it. And it took me that many crates to get it. Can yeah. we estimate? I, how I'd much rather bribe someone from Zenimax. So for the mounts and wow, there's 343 mounts, not including the 15 available on this on the store. Yeah, man. Dang. Yeah. That's a lot. I feel and like in this week. 320 on my and right I don't care if you <laughs> I think I'm like in the upper 200s, if I'm not mistaken, but I haven't played in a while. I was pretty hardcore mount collector, too, so I feel you. Yeah. Which is why I loved it, because it was like, I can just keep going after it unless you remove it from the game. Zol Grub Tiger. Hey, three days ago, I got Invincible, and I have not hopped off it since. So I've been riding it's that, pony <laughs> that pony around. It's a beautiful one. That pony around. That decaying pony <laughs> with wings. Fuck yeah. Dude, that was a beautiful time. But that Ashes of Alaric took me ages. Oh yeah. Ages. Hold on. This is a good this is a total nerd question. But what is the one thing in an MMO that you all have farmed forever and finally gotten it took you so long to get it compared to everything else you farmed? For me, Ashes of Alar, it was nine characters, and I farmed it through three tiers of expansions of content to get it. Every week. 
me was invincible. Me, what, 10 years to get it, I want to say? And that was either doing it on one character or six characters a week. Oh my um, God, just dude. throughout the course of, I wasn't like every fucking day on the game going into Ice Crown, you know, farming that mount. But like it was pretty frequently over the course of about 10 years since it was content, because when it was my time to get it, it went to chance on drop instead of guaranteed drop. And so from that date forward, I was like, I'm going to farm this mount. And I finally got it three days ago. Dude, I'm happy for you, man. Because <laughs> yeah. honestly, because I, I can totally sympathize with because LR was like, because my name's Phoenix. If you all didn't know, Seamorg is actually a, a Phoenix in Persian mythology. So, that's, oh, my God, there's the reason for the alias. It's actually it's really just me. But the, the thing is, is like I wanted it so bad. Like I was like, oh my god, a phoenix in wild! I gotta have it, right? I had the little hatchling pet from uh, Magister's Terrace for ages, and I was like, oh man, I gotta get this, you know? And and I, I literally, dude, I swear, you guys, I would get on multiple characters, like like eight or nine characters a week, and I would go grind this out. And every week, it was, I was so depressed, man. I was like, you know, you're like two years in, almost every week going in. Sometimes paying yeah. people if it drops, I totally hook it's you up with time. some money. I can feel it. You know, you go I'm in there. One hundred last Tuesday, so that means today it's gonna drop for me. I'm fucking ready. <laughs> <laughs> couple times a couple times where i was like i'll just join a group i don't want to have to run it this week and then then it drops and it's all you know it's whoever gets it gets it and then someone else gets it and i'm just like <laughs> just inside of crying i am i'm not anymore i have it i don't play the game and i don't play it so i can't even fly around on it right uh, what about you guys uh freaking i kind my, of shield up Mine is not going to be the answer people would probably expect because I've I've done this a lot in games. But honestly, I have to say it because it was the it was the worst grind I've ever done, and that was Final Fantasy XIV when they first released PvP when it first came out in mm -hmm. Around Reborn. Nobody wanted to do it. It wasn't very good, right? It was just like arena based and it sucked. But there was this ridiculous sweet armor you could get from winning a crap load. It was like a thousand uh, uh, different uh, rounds. But since nobody liked it, the queue for it was like four or five hours to get in. So I I wanted that armor so bad because the uh, Dragoon had snakes all over and it looked cool. Nobody had it. Nobody had the armor. Uh, so I grinded so bad for so many months until I got that armor. <laughs> Not reading chat, missed. <laughs> um... I was in the process, this is going to sound really sad because I stopped uh, without completing it, but I was in the process of grinding out uh, what I needed for one of the legendary weapons in Guild Wars 2. Those things take a lot of dedication because you've got to do, you've got to go through all these steps and you've literally got to engage in every piece of content. Like you need items from structure PvP, world versus world, pve raids fractals you need exploration you need to also in order to create a legendary weapon you need to have 100 of the map which in itself takes a long time so i was in the process of doing that and but i i stopped playing the game and so i've stopped progressing on that i might go back to it at some point hold on you gotta unlock the whole map yes damn you i've never seen that before the whole map to uh yeah there's this um 
you you get a certain rewards for hundred percenting the map, and that reward is needed for making legendary items. Wow. So every time you game, and it's every time you game. want to make a new legendary weapon, you've got to create a new character and one hundred percent the map on that new character. So it's not like you complete it once and then you're just done forever and effort. No, you got to do it every single time. <laughs> yeah, it's actually insane. Jeez, man. What about you, Lexer? Being an old school EverQuest person, I'm not going to say specifically which one, but let's just say that, that I've done most of the epics. Um, I've done the uh, TOV key. I've done the Vexstall key. I have I I have camped some shit, <laughs> and I have spent a long time awake, feeling like I'm going to die for just one more kill, just one more hit, <laughs> just, just one more chance to get what what I'm looking for. I I have done my share. Um, yeah, the war stories now. <laughs> oh, no idea, man. Yeah, no. Well, because well, the sad part is that EverQuest. I, oh, well, I used to have a drug problem and a, and a drinking problem. I traded one addiction for another and went from those to EverQuest. And I'm still trying to decide to this day which one was going to do more harm to me. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that besides an actual chemical uh, addiction, is there really another thing out there where people will do what MMO players will do for that for that something, right? No, not a I don't think so either. I don't, you know, uh... I don't think so. Yeah. You got people staying up for fifty hours just to right. play an MMO. You got people. You got people like with Final Fantasy XI who literally tried to do that impossible raid. Um, had to were ordered by their guild leader to sit on potties so they didn't have to get up and leave the raid and died. You know, like from exhaustion, literally actually died <clears throat> in, a, in a video game uh, from uh, <laughs> from, from playing an MMO. You know, like was that the Crystal Dragon? Or was that in Air Request? I can't remember. There was that like, had the sleeper. What was that? That unkillable dragon. That was a yeah. sleeper Air Request. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which took them how long did it? It, it took them something like three days. It took to... an obscene amount of time. And they cheesed it by rolling a whole bunch of Shadow Knights, getting it stuck in a wall, and just wow. harm touching it over and over again. Yeah. But you this know, was the, like because unkill- they, were, they, were, they all played paladins and and regular. EverQuest. Hey, so they didn't. They didn't. They didn't have the testicular fortitude to take them on the right way. We already. <laughs> I thought we got this out of the way before we started the show. Never. <laughs> Nathan, you already been let there. Go, ever. Damn it. I'm not getting. I'm not turning. Not today, at least. <laughs> So tell me about that other situation, though, Freak. You were talking about the situation with World of Warcraft Classic. I was talking about World of Warcraft, really? I don't know what you're talking about. No, but... <laughs> so, the instance lockouts, and this ties into how exploiting games kind of ruins the fun for everybody else. Yeah. Um, what they did is that now you can only enter 30 instances per day per account rather than the old five instances per hour per character. Damn. So that being said, I'm pissed because I am a 
huge fan of solo content as a mage in WoW Classic, as I was during Vanilla, and it really, yeah. it, it it really sucks. It makes it very difficult to have my version of fun in that game. Raiding is a lot of fun in Classic, but it's just being able to one pulling an entire dungeon is like so satisfying. Just watching all those mobs just <laughs> die, and then the chance of the epic loot that drops, yeah, and all that you know, and all that stuff. It just kind of like. I could I could solo farm for twelve straight hours, and now I can't do it without having another, you know, making another account, you know, spending the sixty bucks to get the game, and the fifteen dollars a month to have the account up on top of leveling that character. So, and then the reason why they did this is because of the people that are selling leveling boosts. They're selling gold like crazy. Like it's disgusting how much gold is being sold for real life money in that game right now for a game that isn't even going to last that long because right now they're only have announced uh the burning crusade being yeah. the next expansion they haven't said they're going to go anywhere past that so we're looking at roughly a little over a year left in the longevity of wow classic mm-hmm. and the amount of real money that is thrown into that game it's just crazy it's insane and it's just yeah for us it's supposed to be like a look at like a you know a look at our childhood or for some people to you know to look at what the game they first got them into gaming and just kind of got ruined and you know it's just continuously getting ruined with it was uh first it was the way that black lotuses were being farmed like a single black lotus was going for roughly fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents per uh, per lotus on the real money trader you can buy a pair of edge masters for 350 us dollars and these those are the um the melee dps gloves mm. that help you get to hit cap um and even right now still in retail like uh the tcg mounts mm-hmm. you can buy the magic rooster egg for 3400 dollars oh my god that's the lowest what? price right now it has 12 bids on ebay for 3400 dollars Oh, kind of makes me wonder what the Swift Spectral Tiger is running right now. There was a $700. Dude, there was a period. Really? Dude, there was. I can't remember when it was, but there was this one point in time and I should have jumped on it. Uh, It showcases that I have a problem when it comes to. Anyway, it's not important. But my point (laughs) is, is it was like, I think I could have got it for equivalent of like a couple hundred bucks for the Swift Spectral Tiger at the time. And I was, cause it was just during one of those down periods of World of Warcraft. And then it was like, I didn't jump on it. And now it's just like, I think the last time I played, it was running five, 600 again, and 700. Even that's like compared to a lot of other, a lot of other uh, games. It's like, when you think about uh, how much you can spend in real life money for items in game, do you all think that should even be a thing? Hmm. It's going to be a thing whether we want it or not. Some degree, yeah. It's hard um, to stop. It's, it's incredibly hard to stop. And this goes back to the point that I made before about it being an underlying problem. In the case of uh, WoW Classic, one thing that it's real, uh, taught us is that that game had a lot of problems. And those problems are now coming to light given that we are more knowledgeable about... Uh, game design and about um, ways to exploit it. So, the 
one of the, in my opinion, one of the reasons why the gold selling has gotten so rampant in Wild Classic is because you need that gold. Like, it is so hard to get gold if you're just a casual player and you need that gold. If you're raiding, you have to spend an insane amount of time farming for yeah. mats, farming for gold for repairs and respecking. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like a full-time job. Oh, it so, is. of course, people are going to take the easy route and buy from a gold seller instead. I, it, that makes logical sense. And that's why, way back in the day, one of the reasons why Blizzard introduced um, daily quests was to increase the amount of available gold income for players back in uh, TBC. That's why they brought it in um, and started that whole snowball rolling. But it all started with WoW Classic. Well, how do you guys feel about the battle uh, they have with gold selling uh, when they release a token, right? So you buy the token. Buy the token, mm. legitimately you sell it for in-game currency, which does effectively stop gold selling, right? Um, pretty well. It does a pretty good job in all the games they've done it, but it introduces new problems, right? So how do you guys feel about that? Yeah, that was that was, that's actually a really good point. Uh, because I I I've I've always found myself torn. I've I've participated, or at least I had participated. Uh, on both sides of that, you know, where I was the buyer and the seller at different points uh, since that the the token came out. At the same time, it's like you know, it does eliminate a lot of like, why would you, why would you go and buy you know a game time card from somebody if you can just directly support the people in the game who like maybe they bought it with, they got it, you know, someone's got it for gold, someone's got the the money to put the token up. It's like, well, I don't want to spend money on a web subscription. I'll farm and do what I love. Like my, my brother, man, Shaz, he, he like, I'll talk about it all the time. This kid doesn't matter what MMO he plays. He's just banking always. Like he is a farmer by nature. He is banking. He he'll, he'd never spend money in retail. Wow. Never. He'll earn that. He'll do that in like half a week to a week. He's like, boom, there you go. Assuming that the tokens are even expensive. So I see it being like really beneficial for somebody who maybe, and this is just a perspective here for somebody who maybe doesn't have a lot of money or struggles to pay you know bills and people are like, Oh, but can you really struggle for 15 bucks a month? Some people. Yeah. Some people yeah. do. Um, some people, if, if they can, if they're going to spend time doing what they love anyway, and it can help cut a little bit of cost out of their month. Like I get it. You know, uh, I still think if you enjoy a game and you play it a bunch, like support it. I mean, you know, in some in some way, though, that person that bought the token for gold is helping support the game because someone bought it to sell it in the first place. Right. And developer lost nothing, right? It, developer got paid from the guy who bought the token. Yeah. So the guy that farmed it, maybe it wasn't his money, but it doesn't matter. The developer yeah. got paid. So, like, my the main thing that I think is positive about that, regardless of where you might stand on the argument here, is that there were people that were exploiting other players, doing shady things, pretending they were going to sell them stuff. They were scamming players, hurting the player base. By doing this, they helped to do something about that problem. And so tons of people were buying gold anyway, right? Like yeah. tons of people yeah. um, apparently do it because you can mm-hmm. look at statistics of uh, bans and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So why not create a system within the game? But it also creates issues, in my opinion, because now 
yeah. you have a way to cheat, right? And it's legitimate now, in my opinion. That's the way I look at it. Like, not to say I've never bought one. I have. I've bought the token. I've mm-hmm. sold and bought the token both ways. But it's because it was allowed, right? Like, I wouldn't have ever, and I never have bought gold, you know, illegally, uh, you know, against terms of service or anything. And I would never, right? Um, but if it's allowed, that's the thing. When they when they introduce systems, even though I'm an old school player and love the old style of MMO, if it's allowed in the game, I can't help it. I'm going to do it, right? It's just kind of like the quest markers. I hate them. But if they're in the game, I'm not going to turn them off because then I'm at a disadvantage. Game wasn't designed for me. You see what I'm saying? So uh, I don't know. I, I don't like it, but I think it's the best solution. It was. A, it's definitely a good solution. Yeah. My only issue behind the game token is that it's twenty dollars to buy the token. Yeah, it's more expensive. Thirty days of game time. Yeah. When it's fourteen ninety nine for me to subscription yep. for it. Yeah, it's a good so, point. And then I have not seen the WoW token go over one hundred twenty k gold. So I'm spending twenty dollars for one hundred twenty k gold when I can actually sit there and farm that gold in a day. Yeah. As a yeah, five or six legacy raids and get 120k gold rather than spending twenty dollars and five or six legacy raids. The longest thing that's going to take you to do is travel to each one of them, and I'm talking like an hour, maybe two hours. So it's, I I think it needs to be reworked a little bit. I personally don't know how they would re re, like rework it. Um, but I just feel like it's kind of. I like it because WoW is such a strong financial commitment to begin with mm. when it comes to buying the expansions and everything like that. And that some really great players out there might not be financially capable of playing the game and they deserve to play the game because it's a great game to play. And I'm happy that they implemented a system within the game for them to purchase that game time after they have such a strong financial commitment to even yeah. install it. Yeah. But I feel like it does deserve a little rework yeah. in that in that sense. Yeah, what would you think about like fourteen ninety nine on the token itself, costing what a subscription would? I think that's would. fair. I think I that's fair. Too. You know, I mean, yeah. I didn't even remember that it was more. I thought I it forgot was about that. Yeah. yeah, interesting point. I never even actually thought about that. Yeah. One thing to keep in mind with the WoW tokens is to remember why they were introduced in the first place. When the WoW token was introduced. WoW had gone from where it was in vanilla, where gold was really scarce and you had to farm, 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 farm like crazy to get any amount of gold. Suddenly, you've got people who are banking millions of in-game gold. And the economy has experienced hyperinflation at the wazoo, Mm. like insane amounts. So when Blizzard brought in the WoW token, partly that was to help control the economy. Because now you've got a gold sink that people can put those millions of gold into. And then on top of that, you are linking the in-game economy to a uh, real-world uh, value money uh, in in terms of the, uh, the WoW token. So mm. what that does is it allows you to... Uh, almost put a hard cap it's it's like i mean real world governs do the same thing they have a reserve currency that is linked to the main currency in order to co- help control inflation it's the same thing that happens here mm. um obviously like you say it does have side effects but i think that that was the main kind of 
thing and it, and it's a balancing act you you want to give players enough in game gold but let's not forget that in an MMO there is an infinite amount of money that you can generate unlike yeah. in in the real world so inflation is going to happen and it's about trying to control it as much as possible right yeah because the only reason uh, in the real world well small snippet of the economics <laughs> is because there's only so much money there you know yeah they print more here and there etc but no matter at any point in time money's not infinite but as you said there's there's places where money's constantly coming to the player in an mmo with no caps so yeah. obviously every time you kill a mob you are generating more gold and yeah. bringing more gold into the economy that's, that's why happen in real life. Gotta have, they gotta have gold sinks right they gotta have places yes. where money just has to be just put back into the system because it slows down inflation it, for yeah players but yeah. it wasn't enough like wow was yeah. getting hyperinflated so they brought in the wow token as a gold sink um Makes it has yeah. helped, I don't think, because WoW still has insane hyperinflation, but the idea was there. <laughs> you know, this actually kind of reminds me of another topic I wanted to bring up to you all. So some MMORPGs, uh, part of their one of their core pillars in terms of the economic stability that they're aiming for. Um, and this happens in other games, too, but we'll talk about the MMO genre because we all love it so much here. Um even though this is a bit of a variety gaming, you know, podcast, it's still, still, we love our MMOs. It's our, it's our thing. Um, but limited resources in an MMORPG world, you know, like there's only so much of this material and when it's gone, it's gone. Like, what do you all, like, I feel like that sounds great in theory, but I feel like that's, that's gotta be a problem, right? Like that there's gotta be an issue with that idea long term I, I there, think there, would, there would be a huge issue with that i mean let, let's take for instance world of warcraft let's look at iron maybe there's five hundred thousand pieces of ore in the world but when it's gone all of a sudden now you have people trying to level up and that's no longer there anymore mm -hmm. because it's consumed in crafting you it's gone forever there's, there's no way to get it back unless they have some kind of salvaging thing what, what a lot of these games need to do is they need to actually track resources in versus resources out. If a resource goes out, a new resource comes in. If someone's sitting on a ton of resources, you know, you, that, that's where you run into a kink. It's like, do you just add more? Do you, I mean, what do you do there? Because theoretically, while everyone else is off crafting materials and stuff, I can just be gathering them and just sitting on them until they're gone until I own it all and then I can demand a premium for it. Yeah. You know, it's no matter what the issue, there's mm -hmm. always going to be a kink that's going to make it a very complex and delicate issue. Yeah. And I want to touch on a couple of things too, because in the chat, somebody said yep. something interesting, uh, which was that uh, over time, it could be, become a problem over time because if somebody, uh, the, all the people who gathered that finite resource quit playing the game it's gone poof. Mm -hmm. but not really right because you got systems like ultima online for example if you're it, or most games with housing where if you don't log in for a certain amount of time it goes it goes away so it would return back to the ether it would return back to the game and be gatherable again but i think you would still have a major problem with your customer base mm -hmm. because tons of people would want it and it would actually literally be unattainable or highly unlikely 
So I think it would have to be treated like a cash shop item should be, which is it's only for looks. Uh, it doesn't give anybody a, a, an advantage or anything. It just looks really cool. So this person's super unique, right, in the world, and they can walk around all proud because they look cool or whatever, but it doesn't give them an actual, like, meta advantage. Um, and then I think you could pull it off, and I think it would actually be interesting mm -hmm. and cool. I mean, it goes back into having, um, like, a, a cosmetic kind of situation, right? Like, we, like what... um. He was saying it was what is it the undying title oh yeah you can't get that anymore right i do have it I'm like fuck i wish i was you yeah. scarab lord fuck i wish i was you you know kind of right kind of situation <laughs> it's, it's nice in that sense but having an actual like crafting item run its course or be certain amount within the game i think is a little i don't know might be a bit too far yeah much. it's a bit too far they're still gonna have people too like it also goes back into the people like um what um nathan was saying where it was like ultima online if you're offline for x amount of time it goes mm -hmm. it rotates back into the the game well you have to how many days is that is that 30 days by the time that that happens mm -hmm. well what if this asshole's a troll and he logs in on day 28 right. three more days <laughs> that's what i was and thinking people do that yeah been doing it for years like they've got this really nice house plot you know right near Brit britannia or whatever and they literally for years don't even play the game just log in because they want to keep that spot right mm. for years <laughs> man you know there was a talking point uh not too long ago uh it was in the uh defend the night discord and this one um actually ties into something that I always, you know, this relates back to retail wow for me. And I have a lot of conversations around the, the end game progression, uh, what we'll call quote unquote end game, where you think about the different uh, tier levels of difficulty for content. And uh, this one was queued level. You know, do you think in defend the nights queued events, should there be like a level of easy, medium, hard, and insane choices to upgrade NPC level difficulty on the map? Um, so, I mean, things like that, like I think about World of Warcraft and its uh, current iteration and you have, uh, we, I think we even talked about this last time. You've got uh raid finder for raiding. You got this, like, it's like this, Hey, come experience a raid, but don't have to worry about really doing a whole lot because it's pretty irrelevant, but you get some stuff if you do it. So you can come and do raid finder and then you got normal and then you got heroic and then you got mythic. Right. Like, I don't know, man, like what's too much in terms of different difficulty levels? Maybe it's not for everybody, you know, maybe the the hardcore is willing to go and grind out all these different tiers of difficulty. Um, but then it kind of goes and ties into the different player base, too. Right. Like the the casual and the hardcore, you know, the raid finder probably works really well for somebody who's super casual just likes even the story maybe they love doing their uh zone quests and do the story for all that and then maybe the rest of the time they're doing the seasonal events or they're doing like the weekly events and something else world of warcraft's really great with by the way from my perspective is they've always they've got this in-game map and i love the in-game map in world of warcraft i've loved it loved it loved it and i wish that more of us had it it's just a great quality of life feature as a guild 
uh, leader. You can you can schedule events. All of the people in your guild can, you know, click on that little map and it's like, oh, look, I've got a guild event on. Here's the raids on Tuesday and Thursday. I can sign up or uh, here's a, a community event on like Friday. And then World of Warcraft's got their events. You got here's the, the brew fest coming up or, you know, summer's festival or you've got these different things. Right. I just kind of went off on a tangent and hit on that one because it popped up. I apologize. We'll get back on track. But anyway, just a great quality of life feature that I really wish more MMORPGs had because God, as a guild leader myself, like that's just one of my most favorite features in MMO. And it's one that World of Warcraft has had forever. And I, and no matter how many MMOs I play, I just, it's the only one that's got it. That is in that like, that's very bizarre, man, because that is yeah. a really cool feature. It's kind of underappreciated, I guess. But I remember when I first found it, it was like, whoa, now this is innovation. You know, I know exactly when stuff is mm. going down. Yeah, awesome. True. God, I got some other things I use that feature around. a lot. I love I it. I guess how we plan all guild events is yes. you sign up here. And yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, when when the Elder Scrolls Online launched, like, uh, it had to schedule events. I think it was engine.com. E-N-J-I-N, it's a guild. You've got a website, Discord, TeamSpeak, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if Discord was around back then, was it? If it was, I didn't know about it. I didn't think so. I think it was, it was like in uh, Intro, yeah. TeamSpeak, and Mumble. Oh, my God. I think we Mumble. were using oh Mumble, God. right? God, I love Mumble. That was, <laughs> and that Skype. Was jam. <laughs> Skype doesn't even work to me. This is oh, like, oh, no. I swear, this is an off on a tangent episode, but it's great. <laughs> just, dude, yeah, it was actually, we used engine.com and it had a, a module you placed on the page of your website. And so I would have to schedule on there because the Elder Scrolls Online didn't have it. It like, man, it was rough, dude. It was really rough. It is definitely a quality of life. This is one of those elements that I think when you look at MMOs, some MMOs just come up with these new ideas and you're like, man, that is great quality of life. You know, it's just something that you would love to see in every MMO because it just makes sense. And, and you know, it's like one of those things. I think it kind of goes and ties on what we talked about last time. Like it's one thing when you kind of hats off to a, to something, your predecessor before you, and you take that feature and you're like, you know what? We recognize that this was just smart. We're going to make sure we have that too. Um, but anyway, well, I mean, let's look at it. Like MMOs are meant to be social. At least they used to be. Yeah. If your MMO is designed to be a social event where people can group together, make friends, make enemies, just have a good time or whatnot, you need to, you now in, in this modern era, you need to provide tools in order to make that happen. You can't just be like, oh, here's a game, here's a text box. Have at it. You know, that's just <laughs> yeah. lazy shit. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, and I say it's lazy because let's face it, getting making video games has never been easier as it is today. A That's person true. in the garage can go and make a game right now. Not to say it's super easy, but it's way easier than it's ever. Been way easier than it used to be. <laughs> Let me tell you, I can tell you from experience, it's better. It's easier now than it was having to make direct calls to the freaking video card, having to draw the window every freaking time. You know, it's much easier. It's way more accessible. But in, so. When you look at all these new games that are coming out from these triple A studios, um, they're incredibly lazy. Like they're afraid to do any real work. 
Hey, uh, I want to say something real quick. EQN13 in chat. Yeah. Dude, six years is about a normal development time. Just normally we wouldn't have heard about it as soon as they freaking were like, we right. got some notes on a piece of paper. Let's, you know, which maybe they should or shouldn't have done that, right? Maybe that was, you could argue it that. It was a mistake. They, it, they was moved a, it was a pair of mistakes. But they were excited. It was Brad McQuaid. He was excited. He was excited. Right. He knew he you had usually, I, as a developer, you usually do not even hear, or at least yeah. back in yesteryear, you never heard about a game until they had probably anywhere from five to six years already yeah. developing it in-house. Yeah. Yeah. I think we would just now have heard about Pantheon, like recently, because there's plenty to show now. Not all the animations are there, but there's enough there to do a trailer and make it look cool and show the climbing and show the perception. And, you know, now there's enough there that I think we would just now have heard about it and it would be, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to There, there wouldn't even be two, two thoughts about it. Be a couple of years or so out, right? Right. That's the problem. A lot of these developers are trying to be more transparent or at least more open about their process and stuff. But the thing is, is that they're not even bothering to to help people understand what the process was to begin with. Mm, it's kind of like, you know, I'm going to show you that we're building a car. It's like all of a sudden you just lay out the frame. Like, okay, now what? Like, well, I need the frame to start building the car. And it's like, doesn't it already come like, you know, all well <laughs> together? Like, uh, no. Yeah, people <laughs> we're building it from scratch. People see the frame, they're like, that just looks like any car. What was so special about it? Say, dude, it's the frame. Give me, give me a little <laughs> right. bit of time, right? This is something that I've had um, to tell people for the Ashes of Creation community. Yeah. Some, a lot of people come on and say, oh, they should be more transparent with us. They, they're not telling us everything. It's like, yeah, but here's the thing. Unless you're a developer and you are intimately familiar with the development process and what they're doing, most of the information that they could give you, just you it would just go boom, straight over there. You care, right? Also, yeah. do you want also, a daily report of every single line of code that yeah. the engineers right. have written? Is that what you want? It's, it's like, worth, that's not going to help you. It's also worth to mention that transparency is just a buzzword. That's yeah, all it is. They're being more open with you about the process, but they're yeah, not being fair. transparent. No business no. will ever be transparent with its customers. They can't. The only people, you can't. It's impossible. The only people you're transparent with is if you're the owner or you're an investor. Mm. That's it. Mm -hmm. and, and guys, something that I've never heard anybody actually discuss is uh, competition in this regard. There is an MMO out there, and I don't even think I'm going to even have to say who it is, who is vicious about knowing that a game's about to hit the market uh, and it's going to have get a lot of buzz, and yeah. they will release something right on top of it and just pull all their players right back to it. Really? There's, there's, there, there, there's a game like that? There's wow. a game like that. <laughs> so I think you need to be aware of that. So that's another reason dates and stuff like that really are smarter to keep to your chest until you're ready to do it and you're getting close enough because that yes. company will screw you. So I've never had such a mean thing to do. And I am wow, really, Freak? <laughs> <laughs> really no it's so true man like you gotta keep some stuff close to the chest like if there's something really special that no one's really doing you can't just go talk about especially as an indie developer or a smaller studio and it's hard you know? to do it's hard to not get excited and talk about this i can tell you from experience being on sim's show <laughs> it's hard to not talk about some of these things that are just yeah they make you vibrate with excitement but you have to not say it 
because it looked at it from the opposite side of the fence here. If you were, you know, one of those wow kind of kind of kind of development studios, um, and someone told you about something that was getting their community all excited, you would be half brain dead not to jump on that and take it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially it's, if you've got the manpower to pull it off. It's like the calendar, except the calendar's been around for ages and people still are using it. Yeah, that is great. Well, that's because that's because developing calendars is a gigantic pain. Yeah, it's you know, hard. Like, yeah, it's thing you guys are talking about. Hold on, hold on, freak. What? Okay, sorry. No, go. I want to know. What were oh, you okay. Saying? I was thinking so this development thing you guys are talking about, right? So, as a player, somebody who just doesn't really understand the development process of a video game, I'm just in-game player. Yo, getting in, getting constant updates yeah. on a new game that I'm excited for. All I need to know is what the gameplay is going to be like and what content there is. Everything else, I want to be a surprise. I want to experience it because that gives me more respect for the company mm. that developed that game. Yeah, And I, I know that. the time that they put into it because I know right. I couldn't do it. And, and, and the then where is the, you know, where is like the surprise, the, the, the pride right. in doing something that there isn't a guide out yet because they released all this information to the players. Right. Yeah. And see, so the, the sad part is, is a developer could spend weeks fixing an issue for gameplay, and you wouldn't even see, you, you couldn't even see it in a video. But it could be a massive thing. Right. Yeah. It could have been like the minute we hit 20 people on a server, all of a sudden now, even though your ping is low, it takes four seconds for abilities to register. That could be investigation wise, weeks worth of work. Yeah. And in a video, you would never see it right. because they, they, if they know it's there, they'll never show it because that's mm -hmm. just suicide. Yeah. yeah. But people will be like, you were, you know, it's been four weeks. Where the hell's our update? And it's like, and, and also, we've been working. I like to say that uh, so developers sometimes, like, such as uh, a Visionary Rise of Panther and Rise of Fallen, I've seen them actually mention something that's huge, right? That they're so happy for. And it just hits the, it hits the, uh, the audience when they're streaming it live and, and talking about it and showing it off just like okay what like like for example they're talking about the ui and and all the elements and everything and how it had like almost zero impact on uh, performance of the game or hurting frame rates or anything and they have a lot of features in the ui so they were really proud that they were able to code it in such a way but it was just when they did this big announcement about that Everybody's just like, okay, dude, it's UI, cool. Move mm -hmm. along. What else do you got for me? It's like, dude, that's what they've been working on. That's a big yeah. deal. Yeah. It just isn't exciting, you know, to us, but to a developer, it is a big deal. Yeah, so there's, there's wandering. Just... Wandering Mist just said this, right? Four seconds for an ability to register in ESO, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> so. Oh, freak. Back to how, um, what uh, Lexter was saying, how it could take, there, there's a latency issue, right? It could take three, four weeks for it to get fixed. Oh, yeah. It takes, it takes time for something like that to get fixed. That's yeah. the reason why I stuck with ESO for so long and I recently quit the game. I would not be... There were some days I couldn't even log in because of my uh, geographic location. Yeah, that was a big... And mm -hmm. it, it, it killed me. Like, I, I couldn't raid. Yeah. Four seconds was generous. Like, there were some times where I would sit there for six seconds and my abilities would just not go off. And Perfect. I'd be at 900 <clears throat> ping. I would have my VPN on like I was told to do. I would have all my settings to low i would have i mean i have a powerhouse pc yeah i run wow at ultra at over 100 frames i should not have to drop my settings this low no. for eso and i got told to put all my settings down i disabled all my add-ons i did all this all these things that yeah. the developers told me to do and then i yep. kept playing because they're like nest expansion we have this 
huge patch that's going to help your game performance. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to keep playing then, you know, keep doing what I'm, what I'm doing. And then it just seemed like every single week it was just next patch, next patch, next patch. Yeah. And it never happened. And so I eventually just had, just had to, had to quit because yeah. now I right. play wow on an East coast server. I live in Hawaii. Yep. I played wow. I play wow right now on an, on an East coast server at 90 ping and over a hundred frames. Jeez, man. Jeez. That's man. industry professional and a studio like cinema. <laughs> it's harsh man you know because like even me i was going into it was what update 25 right i'm i'm playing mostly i'm running around doing antiquities like their new essentially archaeology system if you played world of warcraft it's kind of like that but i haven't even stepped foot in in battlegrounds i mean there's at least two people here in this uh <laughs> in this round table who've seen me lose my shit because i'm like once or twice i hit a button and i'm just going hello Hello. Oh, there no, it I, is. I've already no, ran no, a crowd. No. Jeez, no. man. I, I, I remember this. <laughs> what the? And then the skill goes off three seconds later. You're yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. No, actually, I've oh. seen it where you, you get the, you get the, oh, you're dead. And then you see this like bolt of light go. <laughs> it's like, All that for this? Really? What the... Yeah. And, it's, and it's, it's like, know. it was like, it's like, you know, it's like uh, your your first time having sex. You're like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Lexer? That's what playing ESO feels it like. Never happens. I don't know. I, I swear, <laughs> never happened before. Oh my god! I I, I promise this never happens. But I'm using my hand. You like 30, 45 minutes. When... <laughs> Look, I got oh, credible Lord. references. Righty and lefty, I'll tell you. Okay, we're coming there or something. I don't know what's happening. Oh. You know what I love about this show, man? Filterless, man. Filterless about anything. I don't even care. It's like it's like when you're playing when you're playing ESO, and the whole time you're just like, think of grandma, think of grandma, think of grandma. Oh God, think of grandma. Um, this is what happens when you bring Lexa. See, I was going to say Betty White, but, you know, for, for a woman of that age, Betty White's... That woman has always been gorgeous. And she always will be. Inside oh, now. my God. He's like, how about that there, Betty White, though, baby? You know what I mean, there, brothers? Betty, you know. Betty if, you, if you ever watch this... Oh, <laughs> no one in chat's yeah. like no one in chat's like hands over ears la 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 let's get her off the show oh, see, see, now, see now, now, now in chat it's like what if grandma's hot wow grandma's hot you fucked hold on a second hold on hold on hold on I know it's I know what's happening I know why things are just getting derailed hold on just a minute it'll be okay just a second alright we're fine we're fine I it'll turned be okay. the red lights in the background are turned off the red light district the is no longer already in We'll, we'll forget about the one that's directly behind you that what? you don't seem to be able to control. Uh, yeah. Just take a minute and remind him how lazy he is for having a remote to do that. <laughs> I thought we got that out of the way before we did the no, show. Oh, man. Fine. What would be even worse Fine. is if until the light switch is actually like right here on the wall next to his PC. Casting couch. <laughs> All he's got to do is do this. And then everybody, everybody, everybody that's on this show right now has sat on that couch. I will say that. <laughs> we all had to go through the process, guys. My uh, first time in, in stream, 
I swear to God, I, I said that. I was like, is that the casting couch behind you? Are we? He did. I'm a free agent. Like he you. Did. Let me know. Like, I could I could use a couple bucks. <laughs> I suddenly don't feel okay. As long as you tell me I'm pretty at the end, we're good. <laughs> oh you are, you are pretty, Luxor. You are. You are pretty. Thank you. Wait, was I supposed to do that? Never mind. Anyway. Back on track. <laughs> this is going to get you clipped. Were talking about them. You were talking about when it gets to be too much for content, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we were talking about difficulty levels. Yeah. So that is a, that kind of, that kind of hit, hits home for me, right? Because we're going to yeah. look, we're going to, I'm sorry. We're going to look back at, wow. Hey, for got to three seconds. Mythic pluses, right? Going up to level 20 or higher. Yep. Right, like then you have, you know, like you said, the raid finder, the normal, the heroic, the mythic. I, I think it's too much. The difficulty just gets to be way too much. It's oversaturated, and it, it just doesn't make sense at some points. And yeah, I, I feel like other content is neglected because they're trying to add in all these crazy mechanics that don't really make sense. Right. Mm. Different key well, levels. I disagree, personally. Oh, in, I know, please. Yeah, I'm, wow. I guess, yeah, I would, I would love to hear it. So I actually think that WoW has a very, very smooth difficulty curve at endgame, particularly for raids. Normal into heroic into, sorry, raid finder into normal into heroic into mythic, I think is a very smooth progression. The problem is that the way the gear is distributed in that game completely defeats the whole point of going into looking for raid and normal. Because by the time you reach... Uh, max level and you've done your world quests and all that thing you've already got better gear than anything you'll find in uh ray finder mm. or or normal raids which means you've got in order to get the rewards and this is what wow basically trains players to do is that where whichever piece of content gives you the rewards that's the piece of content you should be doing but that's right. not the case for raids so you've got these brand new players who may have never raided before, and they're jumping into heroic raids, which is the second highest difficulty. And they just, they go in there for the first time, even if they've got like a really supportive guild around them, they go in and they just get demolished. And it, and they hit this wall. And it, it's really, really bad for I'm, that. I'm sorry. So the, the progression's there, but it's just because the gear is just, it doesn't work. I got a I got a follow up question, but first I gotta say big thank you to Adenians and J Rod Andy in chat. Thank you so much for the five gifted subs each. You guys are amazing. Oh my god, gotta get some hammers in chat for them beautiful people. Thank you. Honestly, man, seriously, thank you very much, everybody. More than hammer. Hey, that's a chat. It's not a paladin <laughs> hammer. How the he- freak? I feel like at this point in time, you should know better, man. That's, that's- I don't know. That's a pretty good representation of Paladin's hammer. That's enough. That's only, a, only, only as a useful tool. That's oh. enough out of you, sir. <laughs> no, you know, small and unimpressive. Easily, easily bought at a hardware store for under ten dollars. Are we? Are we referencing your first time again? You nailed it on the head. <laughs> Just like his first. That's time. what she said. Oh, it rhymes. Okay, rhyme time. Sim after dark. I got oh, nothing, man. Shit. This is beautiful. Not it like rolls. anyway. Thank you very much, though. Seriously, I'm just so glad I made it this week. 
Oh, we all are. My we're God, so glad we're here. We, we went from a, a MMORPG podcast to a bunch of degenerate schmucks. <laughs> it doesn't take much and it doesn't take long. That's just how I, I don't even have any alcohol <laughs> here. Why do I feel like everything's turning into that's what she said joke right now? Because everything can be. It can be. It really can. <laughs> it almost can. Hey, but here's... I mean, you think, think of something nonchalant, like, you know, you need to go do the dishes. That's what she said. Oh, <laughs> man, I could really use a sandwich. That's what she said. Like, I mean, it's literally anything. <laughs> she said, get your ass in the kitchen. You better go on, get. <laughs> hey, but, get that one with a, a sandwich. Hey, on, like, really, though, because... This is something that I actually feel like contributing. Again, if you disagree, we have different ideas around this. I would really like to chat about because from my perspective in World of Warcraft, the reason I stopped playing after what, 15 years of dedication after farming those mounts we talked about chasing the dragon, Nathan, in that game. In order to understand this reference, please refer to episode, was it one, I think? Zero, I think. Was it? Or something. Somewhere in that range. Somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, exactly what he said. (laughs) You'll get it eventually. So honestly, though, right? Like, you play for so long. And for me, it was literally the culmination of everything up until that point when I went to BlizzCon that year. That was the same year I went and dropped by Intrepid Studios creating ashes of creation beautiful mmorpg also development by the way um we've also got other developers here by the way we've got dr greenspoon that i see who's with valar indie mmorpg and development great game a lot of potential yep same thing for defend the night got them here yeah scribbles and uh nolan folks there a lot of cool people these are games that i believe in anyway that are still in development but you know, they're the ones that give us hope because some of us who played something like WoW, in my situation, Mythics were a Legion thing. Correct me if it, I don't I don't know if they were before that, but I know Legions when I really... Aria, the independent Aria. Indeed, yeah, okay, thank you. I, I had a feeling maybe it was, but I, I just didn't remember how far back. I didn't really do Mythics at all, though. But in Legion, I did. And I remember going to uh, BlizzCon at the end. Of, that was the year of the booing because of the Diablo fiasco that happened, you could hear across the other Do side. Do you guys not have phones? Yeah, dude. And yes. I have one, but you know what? I ain't playing an MMO on it. <laughs> and it was the because you know what's going to happen? What if there if, if there was a oh, big MMO yeah. on my phone? I don't want to yeah, be yeah. using it when I'm on the shitter. Oh, <laughs> dude. It's the only time it's just like Angry Birds. The only time everyone ever plays is when they're taking a shit. <laughs> I, I feel like things like the Mythic Keystones kind of are an element that contributes to turning. Now, I I understand the arenas already were doing this, but you're taking what I thought of as a PVE element, uh, something more related to just the player base that didn't really get involved in the competitive esport element. Like World of Warcraft had the WoW Arena Championships. And don't get me wrong, I aspired to do it for some time. I got close to it for some time. Uh, I went and watched it a couple times. And it was cool, right? But it was World of Warcraft esports, right? So it was very much in its little box. But then with the Mythic Keystone Dungeons and, you know, then you've got, of course, you got Heroes of the Storm, which fair, different game. But when you look at that game, it's like now we're taking more and more elements and tying it into esports it started to feel like wow was just an esport 
Well, it is. It legitimately is yeah. an eSport. Yeah. I, I, I should probably pull up the numbers for the MDI, oh. which is the Mythic Dungeon Invitational. I, that's, that's a really weird thing, because I think that's the first time that PvE has legitimately become an eSport. Did a method kind of put that together in some way? Because they have the um the raid the raid runs too for like twenty five man raiding. The, oh, speed run like try to well yeah, first sort of runs, they have like twenty five hundred dollars. I mean, oh yeah, way back like in Cataclysm, mm-hmm. they did that for a couple of raids, yeah. Firelands in particular. Oh, but man. this is the first time that I think any game has really made PVE an esports. It's always been PvP. Like, yeah, well, if you want to go in yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy how that has developed. And actually, I, f- I find it really exciting. Yeah. I, well, I really do. Strategy in PvE and PvP, like, they're two completely different strategies. And the PvE one has always been undermined. Yeah, that's Because, yeah. like, you're just killing NPCs. I'm yeah. like, well, yeah, cool. You're just killing other players. Like, <laughs> it doesn't really correlate in any way. Like, the strategy yeah, and, and, and every 30, like where to, 30 where people to, you fight, you find, you fight two that are good. You get out of stuff? You try to get 25 people to move to the left. Like it doesn't, yeah. Stand it's, to the fire. Yeah. Remember, remember, remember Nax and doing the safety dance? I have yeah, never right. fought oh. so hard to get people to not stand where it's obviously you're not supposed to stand. Even in um, Wrath of the Lich King, where you had those flares, that you literally, you put the flare right. on the ground, stand on the flare, mm-hmm. stand here, stand here, stand here. There's that one fucking hunter to the left, just in nowhere. It's like, or the mage like, would just blink off to nowhere and be like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if WoW does this or not, but because um, I don't follow it as closely, but Final Fantasy XIV, when, they, when they're about to have like a new patch or something, they have an event... They'll they'll actually introduce a brand new raid fight and invite some of the best players from the game to never played it before, know nothing about it, who can beat it first, and they'll just like mm-hmm. do it out because they got to figure out the mechanics. Oh, they got to all work together. Does WoW do anything like that? Because that's fun to watch. They man, can't. Because- they physically can't because that game gets data mined as soon as oh. it goes into public. Well, alpha. well, I'm talking about like the alpha, like the, these, like the beta, beta, beta version, really- the PTR. Oh, yeah, PTR. So they, they they, as soon as it goes into way. PCI, it just yeah. gets data mined and people figure out the tactics instantly. Yeah, so. but I mean, you couldn't data mine that because it's not in the game yet. It's not in the client. The only people that have those fights are the devs. They've yeah. not released it yet. So even they could do it because that's what Final Fantasy XIV does. They could be data mined too, and they are, but they it's not in the client yet. These are brand new uh, boss or raid fights, and they'll just like, in, you know, you get a t shirt and maybe some in game rewards that only the uh winning team gets etc i always thought that was pretty cool for a pve tournament kind of situation because you know how hard it would be to go in and never done the rape fight before nobody has a strategy nobody's done it and try it out on the fly and actually in one sit down try to try to get your team organized enough that's 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 pretty impressive to me wow has kind of like two incentives in that in that way so like if you are the first set of people to clear that raid when it's content you get an achievement Right, like it's like realm first achievement. World first, and then if you if you kill if you beat the content before the next release of new content, you get an achievement called the ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve, yeah. And um, that shows that you were able to beat the content before it was essentially nerfed into the ground, so everybody else could everybody else who wasn't able to beat the content is able to beat the content. But that's pretty much all they really offer, except now with um. 
the crazy like timed runs and stuff incentives that they have with the PVE competitions. Yeah, They're actually a lot of fun to watch too. Pretty wild. I think I remember you know, as much that, as much as I hate WoW, or at least what WoW has become. I will always hand it to Blizzard that they've done a lot of they've, they've done just as much good as they've done bad for the MMO genre. Oh yeah, they're pretty much breaking <clears throat> even, which means all those other not good people um, are, are kind of running a deficit towards the bad th- things for the genre. <laughs> mm-hmm. One thing I always liked about ESO, mm-hmm. right, and um, wandering, you kind of changed my mentality a little bit on the whole. Uh, difficulty situation with what you were saying mm, okay. um but the reason why i even brought that up to, to begin with and this is why i've always enjoyed pve and eso is because of the lack of um I, I don't know how to word this but pretty much like going into the discords like the trial discords and signing up for raids and stuff like that really branched out the community feel of the game mm. So going in and being like, you know, you would go link your achievements, link your parses to show that you're able to do right. this, 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 you know, veteran dungeon or this veteran trial and, um, you know, do signups based off that. And I know WoW is too big of a game to do that, but it'd be cool if they had something of a similar because I, I just Raid Finder just gets annoying being a player who's gone through Raid Finder and like never being able to clear anything because nobody wants to listen to mechanics. Having some sort well, they fix of way that problem, to sort of, yeah. <laughs> but they, because you know the system they've got in now for Raid Finder. I don't know if you've done it recently. Oh yeah, I, yesterday I wasn't able to do the last. I wasn't able to kill Nihiloth and and Raid Finder yesterday. I tried. Really? To, oh yeah, yeah I, I hear people are really struggling with that for mm, absolutely no me reason. Me and at Andy all. were in there for six hours one time, and we had to oh, stack geez. up what uh, <laughs> wait bit to clear it. Yeah, what. It's not even that hard. Raid Finder? Nobody people... was listening to the Raid Leader. Like, the Raid Leader had ahead of the curve, and he was trying to help everybody out. I was trying to help everybody out, but yeah. nobody was listening. Wow. And it, I got to uh... I gotta say, the, I, I left well before Raid Finder, because I left just uh, near the end of Wrath of the Lich King. The thought of doing, like, an LFGQ system for Raid terrifies me. <laughs> like, I'm talking... I would rather have a roll in the hay with a cactus. I've had to do it. Not I've, I've had to do it before because I've been in situations where I literally, with my job, couldn't devote any particular point of time. So just that if I wanted to raid, I had to do uh, looking for raid type systems in uh, World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy fourteen. And it's rough, man. It is, uh, it's just as rough as it sounds like it would be most of the time. Now, every once in a while, you get lucky and you go with the group who it's just alts, I guess, or whatever. They know the fight, and uh, you just kind of... See, I can just it. imagine it now. You sit, you sit there and you just start cheering. The collective IQ of this entire group is higher than 10. Hooray! We have a chance. <laughs> we have a chance. In, in terms of, wow, the, uh, the attitude that a lot of the casual WoW players have is... If you fail a piece of content, it's because of your gear. And the solution is to get better and more gear. The Here's thing the is, for yeah, it is. But the thing is, that doesn't work when you're facing one-shot mechanics and facing various mm-hmm. other things. A fight like N- Nylotha, you can't outgear that fight. Not yeah. very easily. Like, at least with the current gear that's available, you can't help you know, get you know, it. So you have levels, right? With for the earned, yeah, your insanity, and that's that's it. That's the only mm-hmm. way to 
here to the fight, but super mechanic heavy. Yeah, it is. So you, it's 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 one of those situations where the the community has been taught partly by the game, but also partly from themselves that all they need to do to achieve the results they want is to get better gear. That doesn't work. Uh-huh. And and now we're stuck in this loop with WoW. And again, this is this is partly why I quit WoW because of this mentality that so many players have. And it's only when you get into doing progression mythic raiding that you actually see, no, you need to learn the mechanics. It's because yeah. you've got people that, yeah. And it's, oh, and that's so many your, people don't know. Mechanics it. are important. Like, so we were doing mythic plus dungeons yesterday. I was tanking them. I've yeah. never tanked these dungeons before. But I boost. I got. I used my boost on a on a warrior. I got that warrior to four thirty item level and. That's like, you know how your item level kind of color codes itself based mm-hmm. on the quality of gear that you have? Yeah. Mine was still white because I had boosted greens on. Oh. <laughs> I had under 500k health. Damn. I had a these, I had a really good healer with, with, with me who was telling me the mechanics in Discord, and we cleared the plus seven. Nice. Because mechanics. I was following the mechanics to right. the T. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there were I, some sketchy situations where gear would have helped. Right, but because I knew how to play the character and I followed the mechanics, I yeah. knew how to roll my defensives to mitigate damage. Mm-hmm. We were able to clear it with in time, no nice. issues. I, I have to say that, and I know you guys will agree with me, and I'm going to back this up with evidence that we've all seen. All right, uh, so I have the personal opinion because I've done raids where I've never done it before. I watched a video briefly, like I didn't even know I was doing that raid fight. You know, I wasn't prepared. There's like, hey, you're a, a paladin or you're a whatever, and we need you. Come on, you're doing this raid. So I real quick, like rush through, you know, turn on YouTube times two speed so I can watch the fight. And I'm just like, oh, crap, I'm taking a couple of notes. And, I, you know, and then I go in, but somebody knows the fight, and they're telling me what to do. And I just do what they say, and it's that easy. And we clear it first shot. It's happened to me so many times, and I'm not good. I'm not like this amazing player, right? I'm just I'm just a dude that plays MMOs and I like it. But I'm just saying, if you listen and you know what, hey, he's going to do a, a a a melee range AOE move out the way, and you know, like, okay, cool, let me back up, you know, uh, then it's pretty easy. But the problem I think that a lot of us see is that, and this is going to sound really mean, I can't help it, most gamers suck. And, and I have evidence <laughs> to back this up. We've all played Steam games. Check out the achievements, dude. I don't know how many times I'll be playing a game yeah. and I'll get like an achievement after two hours of playing and I'll look and it'll be like 5% of people got this achievement. I'm like, what the crap? Right. What? You know, like, uh, so I think I think that's what, you know, when you get in these pug groups and, and you just want to rip your hair out, either A, they're not even listening to the chat, the volume's off, so they're not even hearing you maybe, or they just don't even, you're speaking a, a foreign language to them. They don't even mm-hmm. know what that means i guess i don't they're just that bad what you just said kind of ties into a question that i have for everybody then um do you feel that the thought that we'll say um well it's going to what i what i think um i think that the player base and mmos nowadays especially the players that haven't been playing since the game was released the player base that comes sort of into the middle of games pat like no we'll say a couple of expansions in right Mm -hmm. they're impatient yeah, they want to see high damage, clear content in five minutes, yep. and not actually work for it. Not yep. follow mechanics. They think that their damage can just <laughs> yeah. blow through everything, 
right? I think that's what's ruining the game. Yeah. It's ruining most MMOs right now is the fact that nobody's willing to sit back and watch that 30-minute YouTube video of a dude, you know, sitting there literally holding your hand through a fight. Yeah. Nobody wants to go through that. They just want to get top-tier gear. They're going to pay all the gold and the real money in the world to get it. And then they're going to sit there and have the highest parse but die to every one shot. And I feel like that's what's ruining MMOs now. And yeah. it's just a bad taste across all of them because everybody mm-hmm. feels like they're not they're not adequate to preach it, brother. You know, and what you just said is so true. Even in a static with people you play with all the time, there's always that one wizard type character, mage. <laughs> Or yeah. black mage or whatever who won't move for the mechanics. Like, no, dude, I've got the DPS, bro. I can't move. I'm gonna interrupt my. I'm almost mind. number one. <laughs> like, dude, you're about to be dead. Yeah, you're <laughs> I, I just popped all my cooldowns. I've got to use it now. I can't move. Yeah. Then they. Well, you they know, with, with fight. With, with you gotta that guy a little bit though. You know, he's oh, so yeah. persistent, dude. He gets screamed at every week. Everybody's like, you. And he just won't stop, dude. He's all about that. He's, he's the kind of guy who walk, goes up to a high diving board with like two beers, jumps, slips, smacks his nuts on the board, and then rolls off. You leave me out of this, goddammit. Right. <laughs> that was at one time. <laughs> Let me live it down. Oh, oh my God. Here's the thing, though. Like, EverQuest. The rave mechanics weren't crazy. Okay? There were a lot of limitations for that era. Yeah, but the one thing that EverQuest taught its players was that know your class, because some classes are gear dependent, some are not. You could be geared to the seven hells on a ranger, and you can solo even though you're technically a melee style character. Hold on, rangers! I know you have a bow. Blah blah blah. <laughs> but um, but That's you good. could you know, but you could get a naked necro the same level, and I guarantee you, he solos easier faster and with less you know just less risk or even a bard you can be button naked and he'll still load solo you because gears don't gear doesn't really matter to them yeah and that's the thing with with wow people don't really understand their characters they don't understand what they're doing where they're going and to what you just said a great content creator named arleas who who um, YouTube content for WoW. Mm-hmm. He completed a a solo Zolgarub and Marudon run by himself with no gear on. Classic. Just using yeah. the abilities that he was given, he was able to solo one pull. Wow. In entire instances with no gear, just because right. he nice knows he knows how to play a mage really well. He knows his there, mitigation. He knows all that. Right. All that There's knowledge. obvious exceptions to every rule. But for the most part, having the skill is going to trump having the gear in most cases. Most mm-hmm. cases, yeah. yeah. I think just don't understand that. I think it's interesting when an MMO gives the uh, tools for common situations, such as the mage won't move right uh, to get out of the way, and they'll give the tools to the players. For example, there's a game where uh, the healer uh, can move, can physically grab that character and move them, right? Which is hilarious because it still interrupts him. He just has no consensus in it, right? So, <laughs> and I think that's hilarious. Uh, obviously, it opens the door for trolling, and et cetera, because you can just move somebody over the, the, the lob and drop a man and they die. Wow. But, oh my God. But I just remembered a funny story. I, think <laughs> uh, I used to run a raiding kill for Oh, uh, yeah, baby. 
Wait. And we used to have so many. I mean, those of you that remember, Endgame was a fucking mess. So, ah. Uh, yeah. So, there was this one tank that we had during the end of Eternity Vault. He just wouldn't fucking move anything. We're like, you have to move the boss under this crystal mm-hmm. to break his shield. Yeah. He's like, fuck that. Just, just power through it. It's like, you don't understand. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. It stays on and he's invincible until it's like, it's like, well, can't you just move the crystal? And we're like, <laughs> so what I did is I had yeah. two of our two of our sorcerer yes, healers who had a had a force pull ability, and they would take yeah. turns pulling him so that the boss would follow him <laughs> to move him where you needed him. That's awesome. That's what they did. So I was because I'm sitting there like, you know what? I'm tired of this asshole. We're gonna play for him. That's when people take a stance like that, right? Isn't that weird? Like, dude, I'm asking you to hit a couple of keys on your keyboard. Right. I'm not asking you to do anything. This was later. a guy. This was a guy from EverQuest <laughs> who's used to being a warrior. Where you just move the boss to a corner and you just stand. Go make yourself down. Well, I can't bind it to my MMO mouse. I'm not going to fucking press it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, there's 12 buttons for my abilities, and that's it. I ain't moving. <laughs> oh my! Uh, I I just want to response to something that J Rod Andy has written in the chat. He said, mm-hmm. uh, right MMOs have a general elitist ideal. My thing is at the end of the day, it's video game. And yes, there are professional players, but 99% of the players are not pros. Amen. Yes. However, here's my 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 beef with a lot of players. People want to get something for nothing. No. They want to clear the highest uh, level content and get the highest level gear without putting the effort into it. That is my problem I with, agree. and yeah. this goes back to the whole thing with WoW and and gear progression. They people it, want to clear the content, but they don't want to put the effort into clear the content. I can't um, argue with that. Uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, I wanted, but I can't. Right. Then how do you feel about people purchasing carries? What is what is your thought on that? Oh. Like think we're dying of fire. Oh, oh. oh. man, I oh. dying of fire. True, good point, man. Well, no. I don't know, guys. I kind of like it, and let me explain why. It's fun to do. <laughs> I kind of like it, <laughs> and it's fun to PL people to me. Uh. When I get to back level, I love going back. Helping young people, you know, help them level up a little faster or, you know, helping carry them through some stuff that they p- couldn't possibly do. Like, you know, now, let me let me make this circle a little bit smaller. Now, how do you feel about people that purchase oh. the carries? They go in a corner and die and somebody else kills everything for them. They learn nothing. I'd, li- I'd like to castrate them and then make them eat it <laughs> in a game. In a game, I have a meeting qualification of what uh, J Rod Andy said, which he said in his comment. Let me find it. Um, having fun, we're supposed to be having fun playing a game. You're not playing a game, we're having fun if you just go in and die yeah. and lay there, right. right? If your idea of, of having fun is being a lazy sack of shit, then you know what, you need to reevaluate your life. <laughs> Ah, uh, you know, Alexa, I'm you always keep us grounded, sorry man. If you're angry, but the truth hurts. The fire's done. It's <laughs> sad. Guys, it is sad that we've reached the point where yeah. we're talking about sitting on our asses playing video games, and we still have to be like, quit being lazy playing a video game. Like how moving, moving these three fingers was too much for you. That takes too much time. I'm done wasting my time. You're fucking sitting here 
literally WASD for six hours straight. You're trying to tell me you're not, you don't want to waste time. Like, okay, right. you know what? I'm, 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 I'm all for helping people. I'm all for helping people. I love helping people in games. I absolutely yeah. freaking adore it. But here's the thing. If you're going to, if I'm going to take you into a Razorfin crawl or something, even though I'm level 50 or 60 or whatever, I still want you to know what's going on. Yeah. Because a part of me says that helping you means understanding what you're actually missing so that if you come in without me, you're not a useless sack of crap. And you're not getting you're going to have a frustrating time the next time you come here. Or the person that you are have the unfortunate mishap of being stuck with isn't going to have a frustrating time because that helps that helps more than just you. Mm-hmm. Coaching now, you know, now, now that's the difference between like coaching and caring, right? Coaching, yes. Right, because what I used coaching to do, is I, I was a, I was a Sherpa in Destiny and Destiny Two. I would mm-hmm. take, I was the only person in the group that knew the content, and everybody else had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. The first time in there, and I made that very clear that you to join my groups, you would you've never been in this freaking raid book like before. Right, we're gonna sit here and go mechanic by mechanic, wipe, switch roles, mechanic by mechanic, and clear. That's what. We didn't. Now, see, if I met someone like you, I'd probably still be playing Destiny Mm 2. And I so in the Destiny 2 looking for group Discord has an entire channel just of people with that same mentality called looking for Sherpa. We're all going to go in here and we're the experienced players that have cleared this content numerous times and we know every single mechanic and we're going to train the collective because that's going to make the game better. More people clearing these raids, more people reporting bugs, more people doing you know, doing the content is going to overall increase the quality of the game, man. And not just dying in a damn corner, dude, as I sit here and do all the fucking work for you. Cause you yeah. paid me 200 K gold. Here's the, this is the, this is why I just, it drives me I nuts God. because you, 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 it's that, it's that I, I think prestige in game is an important element to like any game, right? Like, because someone who's worked hard and earned the title, earned the mount or, uh whatever like that tier set that transmog whatever you had to earn it like even if i've got to go back in 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 old content and wow to farm tier i still have to go back in like in some way shape or form earn it like mm-hmm. if you're sitting in a corner and you're some you're paying somebody to run you through like i mean look if people are able to carry somebody through and make money off of it i mean what can you do man they've they've earned it they they can do it they're able to do that. It's not really their fault. They have, they are able to do that in the game. Like, yeah. but the person that can just jump on in there, they're going to run around stroking their ink peen in front of everybody going, Hey homies, guess what? Look at me and my title. Look at me and my amount. Look at me and my, this, look at me and my, that you never even earned it. So you have this false sense of prestige and, right. and it like, it's not good. I don't think for the, for a community to like have people that are doing that, but what do you do? Well, you got to well, contribution like said, points, an man. There, there is an exception to every rule, and there is yeah. an exception to this one, too. Most MMOs, once you're past certain content, it's abandoned. Almost utterly. Yeah. yeah. You look at look at retail, wow, who goes back to the Barons? Mm. Someone leveling an army. <laughs> <He's from Navy>. <laughs> <laughs> Total free <laughs> hangs out in Barons chat. Another exception. Like, but like, the zone isn't jumping like it was on day one. It's not jumping like it was six months in. Yeah. So at that point, if you're carrying someone through, what are the chances of them ever going back there anyway? Right. 
in a case like that, it's like it, it makes sense to not even bother trying to teach them how, you know. God, that's that's a really good point. That's actually a really good point because you that we've all been in that scenario where it's old content. It's I mean you can almost solo carry them through it or as yeah. much as you can. And yeah, there's kind of no point there. It's just so old and it doesn't matter. Uh, but maybe that person, maybe they, you know. I don't know. Sometimes maybe they, to them it's new content, so maybe they would like to uh, have a challenge somehow. I've seen people do that. I've seen people take their gear off just to, or whatever just to make it more difficult so that the, mm -hmm. the new person can experience a little bit of the glory of what the fight used to be like or whatever. I've seen that before. Um, hey, those people get a lot of respect from me. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it's one of those things where even, even if it's irrelevant content, in a way you're doing a disservice to the player. Yeah. Because there is still things to learn there. True. There yeah. is still valuable information you learn in those lower level dungeons that do come, you know, kind of cross over into the later stuff. Right. It's and the like, later content thinks you've already done that. They think right. you've already mastered that. So, you know, it, it should progressively get harder from there. Right. That's when you're, like, you're in that older content and you get that 30 minute debuff that kicks your ass and you oh. tell that newer player, like, well, back in my day, you had to sit there for 30 <laughs> fucking minutes with a goddamn debuff. <laughs> I'm going yeah. half, you know, 3% slower. <laughs> Going there with your cane. No, my back, back in my day, there was no cure for this shit. <laughs> you know, I, I've always, I feel, I feel like that they could actually remedy the issue if you want to consider an issue where people are able to obtain things because they can just purchase a run. Like contribution points. Based on, I don't, hold on, hold on. Hear what I'm saying oh, here. Okay. okay. Based on a certain amount of action that you as a player are performing, right? Not being eligible for certain things unless you have a certain performance level, not necessarily numbers, not necessarily any of that. We're talking about you've got to be interacting with your character, casting spells, and actually performing in a fight. In order to get credit mm -hmm. for it, because if you're in there in a group and you're performing in some capacity, you got to be doing something long enough to count. And there it are things you could do. Hard. It would be like, like it would let's, be. Let's say, let's say I have a paladin pushing me through a dungeon because I need a good laugh. Um, he's killing stuff really quick because you got that consecrate cheat mode, easy mode. Look at me, la di da di da, um, and things die really quickly. Notice how I'm saying it with a straight face, too. Um, you know, it would be difficult to determine contribution points simply because oh my God. things would die too fast for you to contribute. So in a case like that, you would have to do something like proximity. Mm. And you would also have to do something like maybe the person is active, maybe he's not. If he's just standing in one place, if he's nowhere to be seen, then an instant kill wouldn't have any contribution to it. It maybe you could even tie it into the looting system where they do have to come. They have to loot. You're looting contribution points, maybe like coins in a way. But there are lots of interesting ways you can mix and match, match potential solutions. I think the big problem is, is that no one is willing to experiment and try. I disagree, personally. I think no matter what kind of metric you choose to define contribution, it is impossible to create a automated system because it will have to be automated. You can't mm -hmm. have somebody sitting there monitoring this shit. It's got to be a robot or whatever or program. You cannot 
have something automated that can, uh, that doesn't um, that is accurate to what's happening that cannot just be abused all the time. Yeah, right. Just, no, I agree. It's not an easy. It's not, it's not easy. It won't be easy. I, I know a lot of people because I I play uh, League of Legends quite a lot, and mm-hmm. people have been asking for years for some kind of like um, ELO. Um, uh, increase decrease based on your contribution in the game and mm-hmm. it just would not work because of how much it can be abused it, right and i feel the same thing would happen here it's, it's mm. a nightmare it's one of these things where i'm not going i'm not going to say there is a solution i'm going to say the yeah. solution or even a, a workable solution but it's kind of like riding a bicycle if you're not willing to try it you'll never know yeah. if you can ride a bike and no one's willing to even try. That's a good point, man. Be bold. They're too afraid, they're too afraid to, to scrape their knees to try to see if they can do this. Now, if someone can do it, can you imagine if they do it well, how much they can brag about that? I mean, that's like MMO history yeah. right there. Talk about being good for the genre, man. Yeah. Now, if you fail... Yeah, you're going to get a lot of heckling, but you're going to get a lot of heckling no matter what you do. It's it's part of the industry, unfortunately. Or being a paladin. By all means, go ahead. Being a paladin. <laughs> right. It surprised me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it can be done. Suck it up. I you suck. Don't that, think that, it can be done. That's perfectly right. fine. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even going to say that there is a way that can, it can definite, definitely be done. I'm just saying that I really think that there are enough variables in this equation to someone at least grow some balls and try yeah and let me i want to say something on that so let's say there was a system like that right and uh it was based on your class so healers you know the more you heal or you keep everybody puffed and you know it's a complicated system but it works for all classes right the next thing that would happen these days unfortunately is that there would be a program that somebody would design that would tap into the information Mm. release for people this is good and bad right and it would say this person typically does this good at this job uh, based on a percentage or whatever this person typically and that's how you would decide who was going in the raids with you because you would be like you need to meet this threshold of a player which i mean that's kind of good it's kind of bad right like people get left out because they're not good enough Try harder, maybe. I don't know. Get good. I don't know. But uh, that that would become an issue, right? So people would right. begin to pull that data and then use it, group up their raid teams, etc. Right. Yeah. No matter what you do and what kind of system, there's always a way to kind of cheese it. For example, SWOTOR. I was an assassin tank. We have an ability every 30 seconds that you needed to have on. Yeah. Otherwise, you basically just got face rolled. Well, I was lazy. I'm a programmer. I made a program that hit that key every 28 seconds by clockwork. It canceled whatever action I was doing and it hit that buff for me. There's always a way to cheese it, especially if you're willing to think outside the box. But that's not a re- that's not a valid reason to not try to do something. No, not because at all. they're always going they're always going to find a way around things. It's human nature, I guess, which is kind of why humans suck. The way to end it is to have somebody physically in the instance with you to like a have a, a game master in the instance with you being like Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, and exactly. that good luck. <laughs> there's only ways to like or not hook electrodes to the whole player. Hmm? Do what? 
took electrodes to them while they're playing. Oh, you have to have any clamped to your nipples to play. <laughs> if you if you said Every the answer, someone else damage. kills you. <laughs> <laughs> <Toasty> nipples. <laughs> the new raid notifier item that you can buy. Are you <laughs> raid notifier? <laughs> you know what? Edges are moving again. Zap them, guild leader. <laughs> yeah, oh, fire. Tried raid notifiers, new nipple clamps. They're great. I love them. <laughs> They're accessorized too. You can go to the cash shop and like it. still wouldn't move. He still and wouldn't. Still, no, no, that no, no, shame me. I got this. No, no shame. To be the one moaning into his mic every time you zap him. <laughs> Get out of the fire! Oh, man! You know what? That is actually. I, I think I want to tie in next week to that nipple clamps. Wait, whoop! <laughs> Not nipple clamps. <laughs> although, although, if any of you want to, never mind. Uh, next time, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pick back up where we left off. Not on nipple clamps, but actually talking about games that have been innovative or are being innovative <laughs> in the industry. Oh, um, if you can't enjoy what you what you're doing, why the hell are you doing? Hey, man. Now, if you want to talk about, look, we can get to the pasties and the nipple clamps next time. I'm sure there'll be a, a sim after dark period in the show <laughs> I mean, go too, so. no no what, who's what's the guy's name doing oh, caches steven steven shreve yeah you need to get his face and make pasties for yourself oh no oh no <laughs> there's already oh, enough no. weird stuff going on over in that discord with people man <laughs> i'm telling you yeah uh, i was gonna say that that doesn't seem weird to some of the things i've heard so there's some weird things going on in that discord man but Generally speaking, community is great, but you get you got those people that are just like they idolize a person, and so then they you know make these really weird jokes, and you're like, um, well, that was really awkward, way more are awkward you than anything closet? you've heard here today, yeah. <laughs> or any of the other episodes combined. I think, but gentlemen, some of the memes that dude come up with, uh, yeah, for real, there's there's something special, there's, yeah. yeah, and that's kind of like your mother telling you you're special, kind of special. Uh, Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I would agree. I would agree. You just told me the bad news, man. Great. I thought I thought she was right. I just I didn't oh, know that man. she My mommy says I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we oh. play wow together. Actually, oh god. You know talking about toys like that. There was there was actually a point in this episode where I was like, I got to go back and clip it because it was just gold and I didn't see anybody clip it. And I'm a little disappointed. So it's cool. I'll be doing that. But gentlemen. Let all the people listening, because we are on podcast places, which are iTunes, Spotify, Podbean currently. I'm working on. I'm so sorry. I mean, it's fine. It doesn't really impact me. I posted from somewhere else. I'm good. I got this on autonomous. I'm autonomy. saying I'm sorry yeah. for everything I've said. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's okay. He's like, it's kind of my disclaimer now. I mean, I, I'm like, sir, I'm sorry. <laughs> a little it's, bubble above his head that just says "I'm sorry" is on the top right of his little box there. Right. <laughs> I'll be making a graphic this week, and then anytime it happens, I'll just like click it and be like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, we uh, we've got a call in feature that is new. You guys can call into the show at one five three nine six six four six eight zero one. You can uh, shoot us an email at the LFM show at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at 
the LFM show. And uh, yeah, or you can join us here every Thursday, 5 p.m. CDT. I'm joined today by Total Freak Lexer, the Nathan Napalm, and Wondering Miss. I'm going to go ahead and go round robin, let them let you all know where you can find them, their domains, and where they reign. We'll start with Total Freak. Total Freak. Totally freaky. <laughs> go ahead. Total Freak. I stream every, uh, pretty much every day except Sunday, Monday on Twitch, starting at. We'll say like six Hawaii time. Figure that out for yourself. Um, and I'm uh, I stream primarily MMOs. Yeah, me. Lexer, here we go. Cringing. What's going? I'm not going to tell you where to find me because if you find me, you need to reevaluate your life and your values. <laughs> I like it, man. You know, I got to give it to you, dude. Each time we on Maple Stupid. <laughs> he always it's different every time but it's always a little ominous and uh the nathan napalm yeah i am uh, on youtube nathan napalm or twitter um and that's it if you want to find me you have to go to one of those two places or this show that's right that's it yes and wondering mist you can find me on my YouTube channel wandering mist i am also active on the ashes of creation official discord and official uh forums and you can also see me i will be back on sunday with any luck hopefully if sim doesn't just kick me off <laughs> um for the ashes of creation pathfinder podcast yes we so call it i will be there yes the ashes pathfinders podcast which is on sunday so if you're interested in ashes of creation you can hop on this channel on sunday 5 p.m cdt as well join us there but that's our show today for looking for more friends it has been fantastic as always a great time and we look forward to catching you next week friends have a great week we'll see you next time bye bye friends don't let friends play paladins <laughs> <laughs>